Tinch Turner waited in his pickup for all the oil field workers to pile out and go into the ER. They'd have a few black eyes, a few stitches, but he knew from experience that none of them was hurt bad enough to be admitted. Tinch just had to break up the fight as fast as he could, and sometimes the easiest way to get Trouble's attention is to hit it between the eyes. Next week, he'd buy the boys a drink and explain to them that if they were in harmony, they needed to behave. Howard Smithers shouldn't have started calling them oil field trash, but every one of the roughnecks had been flirting with Howard's wife. She was barroom beautiful and tended to forget she was married when she drank. Tinch had seen her flirt before, and he couldn't help but wonder if she wanted Howard to be jealous or dead. Closing his eyes, Tinch told himself he should have stayed out of it. Several others in the bar could have stepped in to help Howard, but Tinch had tossed caution out the window about the time he gave up on caring whether he lived or died. Somehow taking a few blows reminded him that he could still feel, even if it was only pain. Not that he wanted to feel again. He wanted to die and lie next to his wife in the cemetery. He just wasn't able to kill himself. It bothered him that he was just one breath away from her. All he needed to do was not breathe, and he'd be with his Lorianne. Only God had played a trick on them. He'd made Lorianne fragile and Tinch strong as a bull. She couldn't make it to her thirtieth birthday, and with his bad luck, he'd probably live to be a hundred. Maybe if he kept drinking and fighting, one night he'd get lucky and someone would put him out of his misery. The blood dripping off his forehead bothered him enough to make him climb out of his pickup and head for the emergency room door. He didn't much care about the pain, but he hated bleeding all over everything. He'd get a dock to stitch up the cut, and then he'd go back to his farm and drink until he washed the memories away and finally slept. Through the blood, he saw Nurse Vesey. She was frowning at him. Hell, he thought, she was always frowning at him. Evening, Georgia, he said, thinking she had that same look when she first saw him sitting next to her in the third grade more than twenty years ago. Shut up, Tinch, I don't even want to talk to you. She grabbed his shirt and pulled him toward the first little examining room. Didn't I tell you I'd beat you up myself if you came in here after a fight again? I swear if there were two like you in this town, we'd have to build another wing onto the hospital. Despite a headache the size of a Mustang bucking in his brain, Tinch smiled. You did threaten me last time, Georgia, and the fear of it kept me away for weeks, I swear. She slapped him on the arm, and he thought of suggesting that might not be protocol for nurses, but Tinch decided to wait until he could see to run before he upset her more. He'd gone to school with her and her two sisters. All three were good girls determined to make the world a better place, or at least improve harmony. Marilyn taught school, Virginia married a preacher, and Georgia became a nurse. They were women on missions, the type Tinch had spent his life avoiding. Sit down on the table and keep quiet, Georgia said, as she shoved his chin back and poked around the wound running half the length of his forehead. It doesn't look all that bad. If you had any brains, they would have dribbled out a long time ago. I'll send in the doctor.
Aren't you going to give me something for the pain? She shook her head. Judging from your breath, you've already had enough. She tossed him a towel. Try not to bleed on anything. Tinch grinned. Thanks, darling. Don't you dare darling me, Tinch Turner. You're a walking one-man demolition derby. Stay here. I've got people who care about themselves, so try and mend. She was gone before he could bother her more. Tinch shrugged. He liked the States, as everyone called her and her sisters, but he had a feeling they were passing around a petition to have him banned from town. Maryland had told him the last time she saw him that the way he drove was a bad influence on her high school students, and Virginia had been praying for him for so long her knees were probably calloused.